All right. Hey, Stephanie, how are you? Hey, I'm great, Lynette. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Hey, listen, thank you so much for joining me today on This Is 50. Uh, you and I met through a mutual acquaintance. Um, I actually had a previous guest on uh, This Is 50. Her name is Paige, and she talked all about sort of divorce and kind of what women can look for or how they can get prepared mm -hmm. uh, for divorce. And when she offered to introduce me to some other uh, guests, she introduced me to you. And during our pre-call, I just thought, oh, my God, this is an amazing woman uh, who is just continually uh, reinventing herself, who you know, has taken moments, uh, you know, tough times and turned them into to magic. So um, I wanted to have you on the show. Uh, I think we've got a you have a really good story to tell. And I think that a lot of our listeners are going to find a lot of inspiration in what you do. So first, before we get in, dig, dive deep into your story, why don't we just get started first with just a little high level overview, introduce yourself to the audience, kind of what you do and uh, yeah, and what you enjoy, what your passions are. Yeah. Uh, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we did have um, a lovely individual who connected us, which I am indebted to uh, because during our pre-call, I'm, I'm thinking this, these are my people, this is my person. And, and really um, my story really begins, I think, you know, I, I live in Vancouver, British Columbia. I am for the last 20 some years, I've been uh, working in the disability management space. Um, I have a partner, I've been through divorce. Um, I've got a family. All of a sudden at 43, I was an instant mom. I was a I'm Steph mom um, to two lovely humans. And so my story really starts with going through divorce and then realizing through work and through the pandemic um, in the last few years is that really my my value where I put a lot of value and, and I hold dear is is service and helping people and and also growth and contribution like what can I do today to help someone is really what I wake up with is that intention every day and so what I found during the pandemic is that I saw people struggling. I saw people who were not doing well. And I thought, you know what, I can do more. You know, this is a, a place where uh, I think where I can really shine and help someone shine in their light too. And so that's really kind of where things stem from, from what I'm doing today with uh, building my practice. Amazing. So let's back up a little bit. So you are a service provider. I think you work for a government agency, correct? Yes, and I, I yes. do. Yes, I do. Okay. And so you provide counseling services to help people who have been off work for some sort of disability and you help them sort of integrate themselves back into the real world or back into the work world, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I've been in the disability management space for about 20 years and the last three in a bit, I've been working with uh, the BC government in helping um, part of a ministry help its employees get back to work um, through injury or illness. And so a lot of that has to do with mental health. And again, mm. just through that pandemic, I saw a lot of people struggling. Um, our, our role became an essential service, um, which I thought, yeah, it is because of what I've really been seeing. And you look back over the last three years and really see what it did mean um, for people to have someone to, to lean on, to help guide them through a struggle. 
And again, that's, you know, injury and illness. And a, a lot of that is mental health and people just going through anxiety, a lot of fear, and, and really not knowing what's coming. And so I was really, I feel like that's a privilege um, with that job that I do. And it is full time. Um, I'm still doing it today. And I do find that that's a real privilege. What I found about the job is that, you know, if you're in government, if anyone, any of the listeners are in some sort of government role, you do find that there is a lot of um, administration. And so some of that paperworky stuff uh, that people do in that role is a little bit of a, hmm, I wish I could do more of the people side and less of the paper mm-hmm. side. And, and that's where I found my, my calling. There's this, I don't know if the listeners may relate, but there's that calling that you have. There's like this longing and, and you feel like, wow, there's something more I can do. And I, I felt like, you know, I want to do more with people. And that's when I decided to, you know, kind of beef up some of my skills um, in the um, life coaching, uh, divorce coaching, uh, any kind of coaching, because I really I took like four, four or five programs um, over the years. And just to see, you know, what kind of best suited um, the people that I wanted to serve. And so that it's been really, really um really meaningful for me. And so that's, that's the place where I keep going and and want to keep growing as well. Yeah, no. And that is such an amazing story because I think that often we are in our full-time jobs and we tend to think, Oh, you know, just exactly what you said, I can be doing more. I know I can be doing more. And the fact that you kind of honed in on a specific little space in that thought pattern is amazing. And then just taking that sort of step to Stephanie Lear coaching, um, upskilling, realizing that you possibly had to upskill in some areas. So you took some extra courses, but then you sort of niched in too onto some topics. And so, and I think that for a lot of people, when they think about like, oh, I wish I could do something else or get into a different type of job or start a little business, but they don't know where, I think the first place to start is what are you doing right now? And is there a gap in that area that you can then take and expand on and maybe start a a bit of a side hustle on it? And that's kind of what you've done. You've created this side business based on a gap that you identified during the pandemic. You're having conversations with people and you realize, oh, I could just take it, if I could just take it one little step further, one little step further. And so you branched out and, and to have the courage to do that is also uh, amazing. And because like, it's sort of like the question that I think a lot of people ask is, okay, great, but where do I start? How do I get started? It becomes overwhelming. Procrastination starts to set in and then they just give up and, mm-hmm. and you didn't. So when, so when you talk about your role uh, in your full-time day job, uh, and it addresses helping people sort of integrate back into the workforce. How did you get to like where you wanted to help divorce and you know that like that part of the niche, which is the Stephanie Lear consulting or coaching piece? Yeah, that's a great question because you know who wants to really enter into a, an arena of divorce? You know, it's like yay, oh. <laughs> let's talk about divorce and like immerse ourselves. Super into messy, that, right? Exactly. I mean, that's not really the first space I really wanted to go, but you know, when again you have life experiences and that either kind of kind of keep you where you are or can push you forward. And I mentioned earlier that I have gone through divorce. And I also hold long-term loving relationships very sacred. So 
it didn't jade me to think, oh, this is it. I'm not going to have, you know, love again, that kind of thing, which was really great. So I use that experience to say, you know what, you know, how else can I help people in this space? Because going through divorce is, like you say, I love the word messy. <laughs> it is messy. Mm -hmm. It is depressing. It can be. Um, most people, if, if it's not amicable, it, it's really your worst nightmare, quite frankly. You know, mm -hmm. it can really bring you down and impact every area of your life. And I thought, well, how can I help, um, you know, people with that? Um, situation, you know, if people are looking at, um, they're thinking about divorce, they're going through divorce, they're post divorce, and they really are finding that that sense of loss, they don't know what to do. And I thought, you know, when I went through it, I had no idea what I was doing. And I was pretty much by myself, no one in my family had ever divorced before. So I couldn't really go to family. And it was not something I really wanted to talk about with others either, because for me, it was really the ultimate, I'm going to use the F word, failure. Yeah. It was the yeah. ultimate failure. And I thought it, it wasn't something that I was choosing. It was kind of happening to me. And so when I realized maybe this is happening for me, that changes a lot of thinking. It changes a lot of mm -hmm. positivity and thinking, okay, now how can I use this to help other, other women, other men, whomever? Um, because really, you know, everyone, you know, a lot of people go through it. And how do I make it less fearful, less of a, an unknown for people so that they can move through it, still reach, you know, the potential that they're supposed to be reaching as a human while going through, you know, a pretty, you know, a lot of conflict, possibly, how can I help someone move it through a little bit better than perhaps what I did. And so that was one of the reasons why I became a certified divorce coach. Um, the space is, of course, you know, very, <laughs> how do I say, you know, again, if you immerse yourself, there's a lot of negativity associated with it. And so I also thought, you know, how do I even help people get to the stage of preventing divorce, if indeed, that's what their life, you know, how it should be rolling out for them. Um, because you know what, if you need to get a divorce, you need to get a divorce. I mean, I'm not pro divorce, but I'm pro the person who is deciding who needs to be divorced, because there's many reasons why people will. And that's okay, there's no judgment. But I also felt like, how do I help, you know, women, in particular, those are the women, like women tend to come to me. And yeah. how do I help them in their relationship? So they're in a relationship, maybe, well, let's just say it, it sucks. <laughs> Their relationship mm -hmm. sucks. So how do we help them have, you know, more love, more um, peace in their relationship? Because, you know, we're always managing conflict. If you're in a relationship, whether it's a best friend, a long-term relationship, or in a marriage, there's going to be conflict inevitably. And so how do we manage that conflict so that we can actually have that sense of peace, you know, in our relationship? And really, that's mm -hmm. what drives me is helping people with their actual relationship and, and it's with themselves and it's also with their partner. So this has all been like obviously an evolution to getting to that defined service, I guess, that you've got with your Stephanie Lear coaching. So I just want to back up a little bit because I think that when a lot of people think about, well, what could I start? What could I do for a business idea that, you know, allows them to live a little more on their terms, like whatever freedom means to them, whether it's time freedom, financial freedom or whatever. I think that like when I, when I listen to you, you, you know, you took your skill of, you know, 
empathetically listening to people, understanding their needs and helping them sort of integrate back into the workforce. But then you also realize that you went through some, some things. I think that sort of got your, your, your mindset thinking like, okay, there's a gap. I want to help people more, but how do I help them more? Cause if I help them more, I have to kind of niche down now. I have to kind of get a little more specific and targeted in the way that I help them. And so what you did is you took a personal experience and attached it to your experience. And, and I wanted to draw that out to the listeners because a lot of the time we're thinking, well, I want to go and get a, you know, start a side business, but I don't know what to do. So they start just like starting anything, you know, but mm. I think if you take the time and analyze, which it sort of sounds that was a bit of your journey is how do you, what, okay, I want to help more. How do I help more? Okay. Well, this is might be a good, a good sort of angle to take or a niche to take because I've personally gone through it. I know what I did, did like about the process. I know what I didn't like about the process and how can I help people? And then it sounds like it, it's evolved to, but let's help them be like, let's try to be proactive, um, before the divorce actually happens. And one thing I wanted to mention was, I, in, during my pilot program of Encore Life Academy, I had 14 women come on and, and do the pilot. And I think pretty much 80% of them all said to me, because this is a, a, a program that's targeted to women over 50, um, to figure out their what's next. They've had some sort of life event. Um, I'm going to tell you every, almost every single one of them said, I'm not happy in my marriage and I want to get a divorce. And, you know, I, I've said this before, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I, you know, I can't help you in that area. But what I do know is like getting clear on you first, then seeing where it goes. But I think you really defined a, a really nice niche because trying to keep people together, it could be just because they're missing something in their life, right? They're, they're not really living their truth. They're not living their values. And we talked about that on the pre-call. So you sort of, what is the process now that you take them through to prevent the divorce? Mm. Well, and I think every relationship is different. And if someone goes through the divorce process, every divorce is different as well. Um, prior to any sort of decision, and it's always up to a client to make that decision for themselves if divorce is right or not. And if they're deciding, you know what, it's not right for me for whatever reason that is, you know, I really would help someone to understand. I love the words that you said. I, I heard you say evolution and evolve. Uh, and and I mm -hmm. certainly have a look at, you know, what has been the evolution of a particular woman and her experience in terms of how do we get to this space and you know what did we do well what did we learn what did we get feedback from because i don't think there really is failure i think it's feedback you know what what else are we supposed to be doing if not that and so really honing in on what was that evolution that brought us to this point and also doing that i'll use the word excavation uh, really looking into what is my why? What is my vision for this relationship? Mm -hmm. What is the vision with myself, I should say, and also with my partner? What's my vision? What's my why? And what are the values that I have with for myself that I want to stay true to and live my life accordingly on my own terms? 
And also, what are those shared values with my partner? So it's really understanding those really core base beliefs as well. And what is limiting me from getting to realizing my vision? So what are those obstacles that I really have to look at in order to get to that real that level in my relationship that I really want to be at? Be at? So we kind of look at, you know, those really, I, they're really juicy. I mean, they're just amazing when you excavate and go inside and you're you're really looking at your inner world and seeing what you know lights you up what's your passion what's your purpose and all of that really honing in on your relationship and realizing you know what there are many things that I can do still to make this relationship be extraordinary or you may realize you know what we're just so far apart that the next step is something else it it might be you know, separating from that, that vision that you have, and which is okay, because then you've got a new vision that you're going to work toward. But really, that's where I start with women is, is really looking at, you know, where are you now? And where mm-hmm. do you want to be? And what do you mm-hmm. want? And what do you mm-hmm. not want? And getting really so clear and honest about those questions, I think is, a, a, is the place where we definitely start. Exactly. And those sound like super easy questions, but they're probably some of the most hardest questions. I mean, you know, I do very similar work at the beginning of my program. It's always about like, what is your vision story? Like, what is the story for yourself, your business life, your personal life? Um, And I get them to write that story. And it's hard. Like you think you can just write it out or yeah, I think it's easy to pull a bunch of images from a magazine and create a vision board. But when you're actually writing that story and you're, you know, you're, you're defining what's like, what your, you know, your three-year goals are, what, what, what are you saying? What are you thinking? What are you feeling in three years from now? What does your social media even look like? What are people mm-hmm. saying about you? What's your friend group? Is your friend group the same or is it different? I mean, those are super hard questions to ask. And then I also think that the, or to answer, but the, the values piece which is also something that I, I do in my program as well, but it's like a lot of people don't understand that. So like, mm-hmm. how, how do you, like, what are sort of some prompts initially that you get people thinking about in terms of their why, right? Cause their why really is, you know, why are you aiming for what you're aiming for? And that's also another thing, like, I even ask myself that sometimes, like I'm working my, my little butt off here all the time, <laughs> but I think, what am I truly aiming for? Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely know it's this life of freedom and it's freedom of location and freedom of like working wherever, who, with whoever I want. Um, but I think a lot of people don't know how to answer those questions. Like, how do you help somebody go through that? What is, what are you aiming for? What is, what is it that, you know, is important to you? And, if they, if their partner does, what happens if the partner doesn't have the same values anymore? Mm-hmm. I mean, those are great questions. And, and really the values, how we go through that will be a little bit different for everyone because, I mean, I think we all have some real core values. It's what do we actually hold most important and, and understanding what that actually looks like. Uh, my process with that is to really, you know, <laughs> It's a pretty intimate setting uh, to really go through that process. And there, there are questions that women are being asked of themselves that they haven't asked of themselves. So it's a mm-hmm. lot of work to go 
really deep inside about, you know, what is it that is that I must have? What is it that is driving me? What is it that I feel my purpose is? And many questions kind of come from, you know, what are your strengths? What are the things that, you know, you would get up for nothing if you had to go to work today? What would you do for nothing? You know, no payment. Mm -hmm. So it's actually not considered work. You know, if you're looking at a passion or a purpose, um, that's some, you know, some questions that we would certainly go through. But I think it's, you know, what are the absolute non-negotiables that how I live my life, it must be on these terms. Otherwise, if I don't, I have that, that, that real ucky feeling. It's like misalignment. It's, you know it when you feel it. And perhaps the listeners understand. It's like when you go in a direction and it doesn't feel right, something feels off. That feels like misalignment and values to me. And so it's to really understand, like, what do I actually hold dear? What is something that is mm -hmm. a must have, not just a nice to have that every day, if I actually violate this value, I know I'm going to feel not right inside that I'm not on the right path. And I think when we feel off, we know that that's not the right path. So it's to find out what lights me up, what makes me feel you know, what makes me smile? And I think we also could look at, you know, what are the strengths that we bring to the table? What are past in the past and, you know, in history, what have we done really well that we thought, wow, that was pretty amazing. We also have kind of questions like when you were a child, what were things that you'd like to do? Because those are the types of things sometimes that could turn into a passion or a purpose an understanding of, you know, I really like helping people that seems to be throughout my entire life. So if I don't help people, I'm going to feel off. I'm going to feel not like I'm on the right track. And so I, so those are the number of things that we do. There's a lot of exercises and tools that I, yeah, I, I help yeah. women with. And they're like, wow, never really realized that this was, you know, kind of, yeah. um, kind of in the background because perhaps, you know, day-to-day -day life has kind of overtaken, you know, them thinking about themselves. And I think Absolutely. one of the things uh, you mentioned that um, you're in this space as well in terms of um, contribution and service and, you know, having a coach is just, it's an incredible experience to have someone be a third party, non-judgmental individual who is there in your corner to be your cheerleader when you're not even feeling it for yourself, but to be your cheerleader exactly. and to help you with understanding what are my values you know, what do I do hold dear? And I didn't realize that was something that kind of throughout my entire life, the reason why I do things is the reason because I have the values that I have. And I didn't really name it before, but, you know, obviously it's evidence um, throughout, you know, someone's life. So it's pretty exciting stuff. So I always say like, get a coach, whether that's me, whether that's you, but somebody that you resonate with, because mm -hmm. that person, when you get that right person and they, they can help you with understanding you and what drives mm -hmm. you, what motivates you, what gets you up in the morning, what lights you up, then you realize you're on that right path. And moving forward, that is like momentum and meaning, uh, which I think yeah. everyone's kind of looking for. Absolutely. And also, so like, so that's the business side of you. And now I want to just sort of refer to you and your journey to getting to this place because you talk a lot about you know okay well I, what i've realized is that really lit me up that really lights me up and and you sort of i it sounds like you did a bit of a reflection that said 
what over the years has really motivated me to be happy and what lights me up and I could do it all day and all night. And I think about like me too, I, I've done that exercise as well to figure out my why statement. I did a Simon Sinek. I went to New York and mm -hmm. worked with Simon Sinek for a while. And as everybody would probably know, he's the guru of the why. Um, and it was really, yeah. And it was such an, an amazing process to go through because I mean, we went back to like when I was little and I realized like I was always helping others, always helping mm -hmm. others, always mm -hmm. problem solving. And I, I feel like I'm more of a strategist than I am a coach. I, when people say, oh, well, you're kind of a coach. I'm like, mm, no, not really. I'm, I, I definitely a strategist. Um, I, I like to listen. I like to take your problem and like really work through how we can solve that problem. Um, but I digress a little bit, but it was mostly because I want you to talk a, a lot about like, what made you think that you could like, you know, cause like I think I'm thinking about my li the listeners right now and they're like, okay, well that sounds all great. I mean, she's, she was already a counselor or a coach and she just took a couple of extra co classes and now she's got this business, but we all know that's mm -hmm. not exactly the path that you took. So what is the path that you took to get started? How did you like, I want to drill down a little bit. Like, how did you know you wanted to get into the divorce aspect of it, the divorce coaching aspect of it? Like how, what, what sort of things happened that sort of made you niche down? And then the second thing is, how did you even think you were going to get a client? Mm. Well, Your first client. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And I think that can actually be a really good thing. So I think having that self-confidence to, realize, okay, I have a goal here and I'm just going to make it happen. I also have a lot of role models around me and that support mm -hmm. that said, you know what, we know you can do it. Just step out, step out and step up. And so there's the encouragement, having that support, I think from, you know, in, in your circle is really important. Um, but even just having the self-confidence to think, you know, I can do this. And I, Again, that evolution and excavation, I think, is extremely important. Looking at what you've already done to say, you know what, up until this point, things have been going pretty good. Like, or I've learned mm -hmm. from this, I've learned from that, and realizing I can do it. And so when you, and you see other people kind of in the space as well, and you think, wow, they're doing an amazing job. They're making, you know, a lot of impact. People's lives are changing. Uh, there's a lot of meaning and positivity and I want that like that is a huge driver for me to feel like I've achieved something that I've set myself as a goal but it's also to have the knowing that you have support even when you don't know what that next step is going to be and it's just to understand that you can take this next step and it may or may not work out the way you think it's going to but it will reveal something to you whether it's you know what, you're on the right track, or you might not be. Um, I realized that, you know, going through that divorce kind of space, I don't necessarily need to be in that space, because I realized that there's a lot of women who are already in a relationship who do want to have support just to help them in that space. And so I'm, I'm helpful either way, don't get me wrong. But I realized mm -hmm. that, you know what, I want to kind of put more positivity into my life as well. So I realized, you know, kind of day in and day out, kind of in a negative kind of 
um, genre or niche is maybe not the best for my mental health. And so realizing that, you know, you want to be the best coach you can as well. And, and I realized, you know what, there's, there's just a lot of people who want to have a really great relationship or even just good, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. And, and, and just really realizing, you know what, looking at others, other folks that are doing really great in that space and learning from them and getting that, you know, support, that feedback that you're on the right track from women saying, you know what, I'm talking with you. I've never shared this information before. And, you know, I just hold that so dear. And it's such a privilege to hear someone say to me that like, I could cry for them because I'm thinking, oh, you just deserve so, so much, so much more. And, you know, if I can hold that space for somebody and help them feel like they've been heard, they've been seen, then that's a job well done on my end. But so know, that it, is that's the stuff that keeps you going, right? That that's the really, stuff that on those yes. days where you think, oh my God, no one's going to want this offer. How do I even find these people? Right. How much do I charge? Yeah. Uh, you know, how do I balance the, you know, my full-time job with my, uh, you know, now I've got like, how do you fit these clients in? How do, mm -hmm. how do you do it? Like, and then how do you start to make the plan to exit the nine to five? But before we get there, yeah. um, one thing that uh, it reminded me of what you were saying there was, it sounds really like you have a really nice life integration um, because that's super important. I think that, you know, especially, you know, as we get older and we want to, you know, branch out into something new, it has to make you feel just as good as you're making other people feel, you know, and that's kind of what you were saying. You didn't want to kind of get into that divorce part where it wasn't, where it was about like mediation. It, mm -hmm. It's about, you know, moderation and integration and all of that. And that sort of is what allows you to not get all stressed out and about your work, right? Because that's what mm -hmm. can happen in our, in our full-time day job is, mm -hmm. you know, we start to hate it because it just starts to draw on, on areas of our life that we no longer want to fulfill anymore. I want to do something more purposeful, more passionate. So I loved what you were saying there because it really sounded like, you had that really nice integration. It doesn't mean you've got a whole pile of time and you're like creating all the, like, yeah. you're probably hustling more than you've ever hustled before in terms of time, you know, and working, but it's all at least leading down a path of where you will a hundred percent in the next few years be doing that 100% of the time and being able to really then feed that, freedom or fulfillment or that purpose that you know that you were just talking about so yeah I thought that was really a nice way of saying it when you have somebody um so I, I want to back up a little bit again and and ask like so what was your marketing plan like I know a lot of people would say oh you know you want to start a business get a business case together, get, you know, it's kind of a traditional way of doing it. And I, and I'm not an advocate for that anymore. I truly believe that, you know, right on the paper napkin approach, I think it's the best approach <laughs> and then just get started because you could wait for perfection on logos and brand names and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that process. Like, how did you say, okay, I'm about to hang a sign up that yeah. says, Stephanie Lear coaching <laughs> and um, open for business, everybody. So how did you do it? Yeah, I, 
I think, you know, it comes down to, I declared it. I, mm. I just took, I took it on. Like I, I do have a full-time job. So everything I am doing is outside of that role. And, you know, how do you keep going or how do you even get started? And I think, I think about it as I'm a, I'm a recovering perfectionist. So I also okay. have to say <laughs> that, you know, if you wait till everything is perfect, so you've got a marketing plan, you've got your website, you've got your social media posts all ready to go a month in advance. If you're waiting for all of that and to think that you're going to have then a full time, whatever business you choose, you're going to be waiting forever, to be honest. Um, I think the mm-hmm. first thing is to just get started to really, I, it comes down to psychology. To me, you know, opening up a business or thinking about starting something new, whatever that may be, I think, and it's rough statistics, but you know, 80% of it is psychology and 20% of it really is mechanics. So you can go and learn all the things to kind of do the, you know, get your business license and, and go and, and um, get your landing page and get your posts and all that kind of stuff. You can learn the technology and the accounting and all the human resources side of things, um, the content. But really, it's the psychology about, you know what, I have enough, I am enough, and I just need to get my ass going here. Like, let's just step up here. And so to decide, you know, this is the date, this is when it's starting, and hold yourself accountable. Now, if you need a mentor or a coach or someone like that to hold you to that accountability, then I would certainly recommend it. But it's really about just really getting started and keeping and keep hanging on to your why and and your purpose for doing so. Um, to me, mm. the, if I honestly, I am that recovering perfectionist, I would have waited because, you know, I don't have all the things. Um, are they going to like wonder about my credibility? Like, am I good enough? So there's that imposter syndrome that might show up. But you know what? You are enough. Go out and do it because someone is waiting. And, and for me, mm-hmm. I keep thinking about the people that are waiting to hear my particular message. We know the space. There's a lot of folks, you know, in the coaching industry which is amazing. And we don't have enough coaches, quite frankly, although people may feel, of course we do. Don't you know, there's one at a time you turn around, (laughs) there's a new one. Mm. But honestly, think about how many people are in the world. Think about your Mm -hmm. particular message, your particular style, the way you deliver, the way you resonate with people. Mm -hmm. There are those only those people that will be your clients that will come to you and they won't go to anybody else. And so to keep that in mind that when you're stepping out, you're doing it for your client. It's like when you go public speaking, it's like, oh, I'm really quite nervous. And, you know, how will this land? And I hope I look good. <laughs> I hope my hair is good. Yeah. Doing a podcast, yeah. whatever the case is. I always think about, it's really not about me. It, it, it's really about the client. It's really about who am I going to serve? And are they going to get the message that will, whatever will flow, you know, in that space and that time from my, my body, my lips to your ears, you know, they're the people that will, should be hearing that message. And so really, if you don't step out, I also think about it as you're doing a disservice to the people who need you. They're waiting. So I just say, mm-hmm. think about what your message is. Think about what your why is and think about who your audience is and who you want to reach with that message and what result and what problem you want to solve for them and just step out and just give it a try. I love that. And that statement there is like, just 
what is it that you want to, what problem is it that you're solving? Mm -hmm. Who are you going to solve it for? And why are you solving that problem? And so it can apply to anything. It just, it doesn't have to be just a service or a coaching business. It could be a product. It could be anything. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, we get these little ideas and I think our number one mistake is we get an idea and then we start talking to people about the idea mm -hmm. and it can go really well or it could go really bad. And that's one thing I do is encourage my, my students is to say, like, who is it in your inner circle that you're going to share your thoughts, your ideas with? And you better make damn sure that that person is there only to listen and to ask what else, what else, or how will, you know, like, what else can you do? I love that idea. How would you, you know, start, start brainstorming with you versus like, oh, really? You're really going to do that? Because I find a lot of people will give feedback based on their own insecurities. Yes. So, Oh, well, hold on a second. Uh, you're going to go and do that. You, but, but what about, but what about, but what about? And you could even have a, a spouse, uh, or a partner that, but hold on a second. That's not what we're doing. We're kind of, we're retiring and we're, we're going to go golfing and we're going to travel. And, and that's all, it's all doable stuff. But women in this era who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond, mm have definitely 100% left dreams on the back burner to fulfill the first 30, 40 years of her life. Mm -hmm. And I think that now, I think you even sort of talked a little bit about that is like, what is it that you, you're trying to do? What, what values, what, what, what is your purpose? And I think starting just with what have you put on the back burner? Um, for the past 20 or 30 years and it's time to start dreaming again and I, I don't think everybody has that sort of ability that that lifestyle uh, or that that situation in their life that they can actually openly and freely feel that way and I think that's possibly why many women think okay well then it's time to leave the relationship because I'll never get to do what I want to do and I'm tired and I want to do what I want to do I don't know. Could you hear that? Like, what are, what are the sort of, have you ever heard your clients talk about, I've put my dreams on hold and I haven't been able to get back to them and I really want to, but I just don't know how, and I don't know if I'm going to be supported while I'm doing it. It's a funny thing about dreams. You know, again, we have all these big dreams when we're kids. And somehow, you know, we do get into a relationship, we do have our families, and they absolutely get put on the back burner a lot of the time. And, you know, that's a, a real loss for people. And I think when other milestones may happen in life, and you realize, wow, I never did do that thing that I thought I would do, or, you know, I'm not feeling supported in that dream that I really wanted to do all my entire life, actually. And I do hear it a lot. Uh, that's there's a sense of loss, you know, with a lot of the women that I talk to because 
one, they're, they're physically lost, if you will, because there's perhaps an ending of a relationship or there's something going to end. You know, now they're an empty nester, possibly. And so now they're with themselves. And I think that they don't really put that time aside. Like, I just think about, um, you know, what do we do every day, every week? And, you know, we're, we're putting time into our groceries. We put time into watching TV. But are we putting time into, like, our dream building? And uh, I would just love that if women would really in particular, because they tend to put their dreams on the shelf and may not ever go over, dust it off and, and, and pick it up again. And that's, that's the thing that that's that longing when people are feeling, hmm, I feel kind of lost. You know, I think that there's that dream that's whispering, you know, hey, I'm still here. And, and really, you know, come and get me and let's see what we can do. I, I really think that if women took the time, you know, weekly, monthly, whatever that may be for them to really think about, you know, what is it that I want? What is it that I mm. now want? Because maybe you've done all the things that you've liked to do up until a certain point, but now it's, what's next? You know, what else can I do? Mm. I, I think that's really exciting. And again, having someone at, maybe it's a family member, but, you know, family members may have, a biased or not a, an impartial kind of um, perspective on things if they know you so well. But again, I think, mm -hmm. you know, having a coach and having a mentor or role model who is doing that thing that you thought, mm, wow, that's the thing that I really, you know, you hear them talking about, you mm -hmm. get kind of excited. You know, that's the thing I really wanted to do. Wow. Hmm, why mm -hmm. don't I look into that a little bit more today? Why not take the time I and, love that. and have a look into it? I think that'd be amazing. Exactly. You, that has been a consistent message throughout this whole podcast is you're talking about who can you mirror? Like, who are the people out there today that are kind of doing what you want to do? And just watch them and mm -hmm. learn from them and then just start doing it. It's just, it, it sounds so easy, but, and it kind of is, but I think we do. I think we get into this state of procrastination because it becomes overwhelming and we have to do all these big things first. Like you said, oh, we need the websites, we need the logos, we need this, we need the marketing, the social media, all this on deck before we can even get started. But I think testing is a big big thing to do. But yeah, I like I love the, the role model, uh, finding that person or those people to support you. I know that a lot of communities are starting to pop up and I think the sort of community-based um, way of living is amazing because you're you're in a group with like-minded people mm -hmm. and you're all sharing the same struggles and the same everything. So where we've always sort of leaned on a partner or a best friend, I think you're right when you say you could get some biased feedback because that best friend but hold on a second. What does that mean for us if you go and travel for six months and become a travel blogger or something like that, you know, or the husband where, but hold on a second. Uh, I, you're not going to get busier because I'm starting to wind down on my career. So yeah, I think it's like finding that community that's outside of your personal life to really kind of sort of move yourself forward into maybe a business a side hustle. I, I hate using the word side hustle, but like a, a business that is sort of passion, passion fueled versus a business uh, or, or work that you've had to do because of a sort of stereotypical 
lifestyle and that you just thought that's what you're going to do. You went to university, you graduated, you got a job. And that's what I did for the last 20, 30 years, raised kids, did, did all these things. So very interesting. Well, I, think it's, I mean, you know, with the internet, I know it sounds like it's like a novel idea <laughs> that we're talking about. It's like this thing yeah. called the internet, who knew it would take off? But I mean, we have the internet, we have all these groups, we have people, everyone's out there online, pretty much who is mm -hmm. doing what you would like to be doing. And isn't it awesome that you don't have to reinvent the wheel like you say, you you know, mm -hmm. the steps are there. Just kind of look to see who else is doing what you're doing and really then make it your own because again, only you can do you, right? Absolutely. So if you want an amazing, extraordinary relationship, who else is doing it? You know, look to mm -hmm. see what, it, and you know, what is it that they're doing that is making mm -hmm. that relationship appear to be pretty amazing. And, and, you know, that thing that you want for yourself, um, if we're talking about relationships, but yeah, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can really go further faster when you're looking at what other people are doing because their experiences um, are gold. They're, they're really mm -hmm. gold. I mean, again, it's that success that, you know, leaves clues. Who is doing that successful thing that you're like, hmm, I want me some of that. <laughs> you know, I'll have exactly. what she's having. <laughs> and there's a lot of that now. Like even since COVID, there's been yeah. so many people that have started online businesses or they've started yeah. uh, another way of making income. And that doesn't mean they've become a, you know, an Insta star or a TikTok mm -hmm. star. They literally just started, hey, I just started to sell this particular product or I, I did this and like all of a sudden it's turned into this like side revenue income that is really doing quite well. And if I could figure out a plan and nurture it some more, it could actually probably become a pretty good <laughs> thing. So and I think that's the beauty of being at where we are in our life is we can just decide how busy, just as busy as we want to be. So Stephanie, before we end, I want to hear what's the next two years look like for you? Wow, that's a great question. Wow, I wish I had a crystal ball. But then again, I think that mm -hmm. I really want a crystal ball to really know what that next two years looks like. You know what, I see myself really from kind of that business perspective, I see myself moving from um, the full-time job that I have and really honing in on having a full-time uh, relationship coaching practice where I am just doing that thing that I love to do, which is just help someone even just a little bit, um, just guide them toward their true potential in whatever it is that they want to do. They want an amazing relationship with themselves, with, with their partner, um, they want to move away from that if that what if that's what that means. That's really what really lights me up is that that possibility it is um, yeah, it just makes me smile. <laughs> it just makes me yeah, very excited. I can see it um, to think that you know we have honestly, Lynette, I think I'm just getting started. you know Amazing. I'm fifty two and I love that you have this podcast for fifty and over because really this age group and above we are just getting started. And so Absolutely. what is it um, that I want to do? Let's find out, do the work, let's find out and and let's grab on and take some massive action toward it. That's what I'm going to do in the next two years. 
I love it. Bravo to that. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Woohoo. Well, I can't wait to see you in the next two years. And I definitely, uh, you'll probably be back on the podcast before then. But uh, definitely, it's to. been a real pleasure. And uh, I love that you shared your story. I love how confident you are. And I love just how you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. And it's just such an amazing thing. So thank you so much for joining and uh, have yourself a great and wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. I appreciate it.